<sighs> the opening okay, is just Edward yawning. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I I I had a one edible about twenty minutes ago, and I'm like. Because I low-key for, yeah, because I low-key forgot that we record the podcast today, and I had finished all my work for the day. Like all I have left to do today is stream. That's hilarious. And you're just gonna stream like that? Yeah, I was. Well, I don't have to stream till like about seven or eight, so it was probably gonna wear off by then. So I was like, ah, I have a couple of hours to kill. Just I'll just get like this, read, Mm -hmm. you know, catch up on One Piece, all thousand three hundred episodes or chapters. Oh, they're on, I think, 1,000... Let me see. One piece. Because I was... 1,050, I think. No, they're only on, like, 1013 or something. Let me see. 1013, yeah, that one just came out. And then 1014. Oh, I'm on 972. I'm, I'm almost... Oh, 1014. 1014 came out six days ago. Five, yeah, four or five... Yeah, six days ago then. And then the... Tra- I think the translation... Because it's showing me the translation came out four days ago. But, of course, that's translation. So we don't yeah. wait for that, but... That's cool. Okay. Um. Yeah, some like that. a lot of chapters, yeah, basically. A lot of chapters. That's funny. Too many. Oh, I think uh, technically one fourteen chapters for the story, and then one hundred and twenty three chapters total. It's <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So yeah, I was just gonna get my edible, watch, the, uh, read this, you know, shucking and jiving. Dude, the only reason I've even kept up with One Piece is just because of all the time I've sunk into it. I mean, because like that was one of my favorite ones as a kid. Because I remember going to the library to read the Shonen Jump. Because that, you yeah, know, the, you, you, like, the books, yeah, and it had like the, the Yu Gi Oh cards and stuff like that. I mean, they never yeah. obviously the you remember the fat neck beard that worked at the right there in HP Library. He always, I'm nine hundred percent sure he always took the Yu Gi Oh card when you know when I got there. So yeah, yeah, it was um, it was that oh dude i just remembered one time when he fucking kicked me out of the video games remember how they had video they always had video games on tuesdays yeah so they always had like the you know you go in you like play or whatever and if you lose yeah you know it passes on to the next person right so Mm -hmm. i'm i'm playing there and then i forgot what it was i don't remember if it was like smash bros or something um let me see um and the, the the waiting line for the games were all chairs yeah 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 basically so it was like okay so I, I go I go in right and um, I'm playing yeah. the video game and so it's me him and like two other kids right because it's like four players it, it was like Call of Duty something right and then I won the round and I was like yeah and then like and then he was like uh, all right get up and I was like I was like what but I, I won the round he was like no no, no like you're, you're passing on the controller but he was still sitting there so obviously he was yeah and I'm like but I'm like but I I won the round uh, like everyone else was supposed to re- like get replaced. Because I remember watching um, people playing Smash Brothers, and it was the same thing there, you know, with Smash Brothers, whoever won, then they had to get beaten before they gave up, like, the controller or whatever, right? The other three yeah. would, like, move on. And then he was like, and he was like, nah, that's not how it goes. I'm like, that, that's always how it goes. You're supposed to give it up because you didn't win the round. And he was like, all right, get out. And I was like, what? And he was like, get out. And I was like, I, like, tossed down the controller and just walked out all mad, and I never went back. And I still remember that to yeah. this day. I was, like, 12, dude. Like, I was a kid. I was, I was like... I was, forever ago. ago yeah and i never i mean i never went back to the video games i mean i went back to the 
to the library. library, obviously, but and going back to the video games. But yeah. Oh, and then also, I, I put my Bionicles up on display there for like a month. It was, it was oh yeah, funny. I remember that. I remember that. I, I put them because they were like looking for like collections displays and stuff like that. And then I was like, oh, I have a Bionicle collection. Then I took like this tub of them and then placed them there. And I was like, and in my head, I was, I was like, what if someone tries to like break in and like take some them or something? You know, in my like head, I was someone's like, someone's going to break into the like, library and exactly. take the Bionicles. <laughs> I, I'm a kid. I'm like, it's so valuable in my head. And I'm like, these are like $5 figures. Like no one, no one's, <laughs> no one's going to jump in and just steal them. They're like, oh, I have like $20 worth of toys. Yeah. You know, but in your, as in, in your head as a kid it's worth so much more to you personally right yeah so you're like every yeah. night i'm sitting there lying awake going oh god what if, what if tonight's night what if tonight's night they finally break in and, and they, they, they steal my stuff like what am i gonna do and then i wake up in a cold sweat every night but no yeah after the month ended i was like oh okay that was cool and then just take them back yeah just oh honestly <sighs> but yeah i would i don't know I, I would not go back to middle school no uh <laughs> Uh, speaking of going back to middle school, so I have a, a reunion coming up soon. Uh, someone invited me to it. Uh, they just sent me like a Facebook message like, hey, if would you like to do the 10-year uh, reunion for everyone in middle school? Mm-hmm. And she sent it out to everyone else, right? And uh, one of my current best friends is someone that I used to go to with in middle school. So he was like, hey, did you get... Uh, this message to go and i was like yeah i even pitched in a hundred bucks and his immediate response was just oh boy all right then if we're, if we're gonna go <laughs> like he was like why yeah. would you do that because like i t- i also pitched in money to for the place i pitched in like a hundred bucks why what? okay wait, so so what's the what, what's where's the well, well i don't think we can, eh, it doesn't really matter we can say where but it's like it's like in hollywood oh like just some like venue Place, yeah, like, it's like uh, some venue place. Do you know how many people yeah. have already RSVP'd or? Uh, kind of. Uh, cause I I don't think she was planning on having people pitch in, but uh, I saw some of the prices from the thing that she sent, mm-hmm. and it, it it was fucking expensive. So I was like, I guess I'll I'll pitch in some. Like I I I'd feel, dude, I feel horrible if like that person paid that much money and then all of us got that's to enjoy it. Like, I was, the venue. I was gonna say that's it, you know. <laughs> yeah no one else like, i don't know i feel ooh. like a middle school reunion is kind of weird because it's like uh, it's not as um i, I don't want to say life-changing but like life forming or, or like relationship forming as like high school because you know how in high yeah. school most of the people that you knew from your middle school or at least some of them would also be in your high school right and then yeah. those are the people that you'd probably stay with because you know you're there for the, like the last four years exactly you're like there for the last four years of your mostly formative years and like you said you're spending more time with them because then in middle school like you're not going to have like more time or more money or whatever like yeah in high school you're still broke but uh, like you know you got time and you can go exactly you're able to because like as a 12 year old movies basically exactly because as a 12 year old your parents aren't going to be like yeah you can get on the bus and go down to crenshaw and like do whatever you want you know (laughs) even though you probably did do it anyway it doesn't doesn't matter yeah yeah but for most people, you know, it's like high school is like, okay, you know, once you're like 16, 17, 18, you're able to do more. So you have more freedom and whatever. And you're just like, hey, you know, um, I'll be back by whatever time, you know, generally yeah. speaking. Right. So that's I feel like that's you go on more adventures, basically. Right. Because you don't even have, like you don't even have to go and spend money. You, you guys would just be like going out to the, like the park and walking around or, you know, or 
yeah. shooting up heroin in like a McDonald's bathroom, you know? Yeah, That's... like just lighting up a cool fucking uh, spoon. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You got to heat up the spoon and then you just and you're like, "Dad, I saw I'm someone not... giving uh I saw some homeless guy giving himself a bunch of covid shots under the bridge. He's so healthy." <laughs> He's got all the vaccines. Exactly. Moderna, Moderna. Oh, like oh, who was it? That, oh. I heard this comedian where he was like he was talking about how he's like, "Oh, what what vaccines do you have?" And he's like, "Oh, me, I got all of them." And it's like, "Why would you do that? Like, you only need one." And he's like, "Well, I just want to be sure." And it's like, "Oh my god!" Like, do you really need it's five like, microchips? Come on. <laughs> when you have good intentions, but uh, uh, bad executions. Yeah, I mean, terrible executions. That's like, I don't know. I mean, he's <laughs> no, well, taking I mean, up... to be fair, that could be a good execution depending on uh, on how it um, works. On what point you're standing from. It's a good <laughs> yeah. execution. The taxpayers paid for that execution pretty much. Well, taxpayers pay for most execution. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I wonder when the last We're time... vicariously murdering people. With every federal tax dollar. Let me see when, when was the last time someone died from the death penalty. <gasps> what? That's crazy. How did the... we get from a middle school reunion to a federal execution? <laughs> The last person <laughs> to be executed on death row was Aaron Mitchell, April 12th, 1967? What? No. What the hell is it? Who's Aaron Mitchell? Why are you giving this capital punishment? I don't know what this is. But Oh, because the U.S. states still had a, a local execution. So not every execution is a federal execution. And that's the difference. Like, I think Ted Bundy was tried in uh, Texas, if I remember correctly. Mm, yeah, I remember, I remember that. I yeah, saw that Texas. documentary. <laughs> oh, I haven't yet. <laughs> the Bundy tapes, I haven't seen it yet. Dude, it's crazy. Like, the way he talks about himself being mm-hmm. like, because he's like, well, if I were to do this, you know, uh, uh, I think that that kind of person, or, or no, no, it wasn't even if I were to do this. He was talking about himself as if it was someone else. And he was like, I, I think the person that's uh, doing this is scared. And I think he's got some problems. And like, the way he just rambles and rambles around, like, it's it's so well so well made, basically. So well executed, yeah. kind of like he was. But kinda like, yeah. yeah that's... So I, I think Ted Bundy uh, wasn't federally executed. Like the United States didn't uh, execute him, but Texas, Texas did. V, yeah. So uh, if you want to look for Ca- uh, for California, I think Cal- the last person put to death in California took place in two thousand six. So that was I don't know. I don't think. Oh, there's currently 747 inmates on death row in California, and this was back in 2021. Oh, that's hilarious. Back in oh, April, back, back in April, April 17th, 2021. This just came out. 747 inmates on death row in California, and the last execution in California occurred in 2006. So, uh, huh. they still want to abolish the death penalty. Blah blah blah. But yeah, that that was like the last official one basically because i mean I, I guess it makes sense because now there's like th- the reason people want to take it away is because what if someone was innocent and even though everything like points well to it's estimated being... most of the most of the people on death row are actually are actually innocent of their crime uh i think the for when new evidence pops up or something like that i think mm-hmm. the percentage rate for people who turn out on death row who turn out to be innocent mm-hmm. is like I don't know. It was like in the seventies or something. Really, it was super high. Because I'm reading, like, it says that four percent of defendants sentenced to death in the United States are innocent. But 
Let me see. I don't know. I I I forgot. I think I read an article a while back, like in high, not in high school, in like second to last year of college, where it, it was something to the sort of that, where it was estimated a super high percent percentage of people that have been put to death are act were actually turned out to be innocent. Mm. Because a lot of times it ends up being after their execution that the evidence comes out. So, I mean, they were still executed by the state, you know, stuff. It's just that, well, now they can't change anything. They can't change them from being guilty to innocent. It's just people now know he was innocent. Mm. Like, I think the... Oh, there, there was a really famous group of uh, people that uh, were put to death. Fucking Trump made fun of them, of course. Uh the five uh, it's a group of five black people oh i think in new york or new jersey the, yeah the new york five something like that <laughs> let me see the new york five what one of the called? most famous cases of like innocent like that like they were accused and then they were ex they were the all central executed. park five that's uh, what it was central yeah. park jogger case yeah all so. five of them turned out to be innocent all of them were put to death so the central park jogger case for those of you who don't know was a criminal case in New York over the aggravated assault and R word of a white woman in Manhattan Central Park in 1989. Five black and Latino youths were convicted of assaulting the woman and sentences ranged from sentences ranged from six to 12 years. Uh, all later had their charges vacated after a prison inmate confessed to the crime. So, so they didn't, die but it was still like i mean it was still messed up because they didn't they just did it basically so the videotaped confessions started on april 21st 1990 and let's see um oh okay so i mean they basically made several statements unaccompanied by any parent guardian or counsel so I'm pretty sure they just coerced them and like, if you don't plead guilty, they're probably going to give you more time. So if you plead guilty, like you'll get less time or whatever. But mm. the detective falsely told them that fingerprints had been found in the victim's clo- clothing, and if his match, he would be charged. Damn, that's crazy. So I mean, they just sort of lied to them, basically. Yeah. A full-page advertisement was taken out by Trump in May 1st, 1989, in the Daily News: "Bring back the death penalty. Bring back our police." Huh. Oh, yeah, so they weren't executed. Oh, fuck. No, no, no. It was... Thank goodness, but... Let me see. Yeah, thank goodness. I thought they had. I don't know why. Huh. Central Park 5. I mean, yeah, they were basically... They were kids. I'm trying to see the... Yeah. Uh, and that's the issue. Like, But, like, let's say it is 4% because I my I'm currently not in the right space of mind. And also it was a fucking long time ago that I saw that. So I have no fucking clue. But the thing so. is they spent between six and 13 plus years in prison for the charges. Holy shit. So they oh. each spent a minimum of six and only in 2014 were they awarded a $41 million settlement, even though the city of New York denied any wrongdoing. So it was the, po- they were police coerced confessions. They were 21, 17, 22, 15, and 18. So, I mean, they were, yeah, they were basically kids. Yeah, they, they're literally kids. Literally. Most of those are younger than us. All of them are younger than us. Oh, fuck. The oldest one was 22. Ooh, I'm a year older, but. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, by a year. 
But still, that's crazy. You're like by a year and a month. Jesus. And, and it's crazy because like they took a picture of them now. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, one, two, three, four, five. Sixteen years though. Oh no. Uh, was it a total of sixteen across, like between them, or uh, sixteen each? Minimum of six years, and the most was thirteen years for individuals. That's why. Yeah. So, I'm trying. Either way, oh, that's that's all. That's still a lot of time. Five, six years. Six to thirteen years. Yeah, and it's like the five of them. Uh, wait. Oh, okay, okay. The five of them are standing with the five people there from the, from like the mini series in the, in this article that I was looking at. That's why I was like, what, like I was like, who are these people? But it makes sense. Yeah, they're like in their forties and stuff now. But it's like that's crazy. Yeah. Thirty yeah, years later. I'm trying to see. Uh, I was trying to see where the Hispanic one was, but I don't know. Marquis Rodriguez. I f- mm. I, it's funny because I feel like the the Hispanic kid they chose to play him um, mm-hmm. doesn't look as Hispanic as the as like the guy in real life looks. Because oh. the Hispanic guy looks like a cholo, but then the the other his like the the, the other guy is Hispanic, right? Because his name's like Raymond Santana, but I think like he uh, like I want to say he looks more black than he looks his as Hispanic as this guy because he looks the original guy looks like a cholo, and the other one looks like a let me see like a black teenager. You get me? Like the other ones match up, mm-hmm. but if you see here, it's like I, I don't get a cholo vibe from the guy on the left. You know, like. He has, like, the glasses on, and I'm, I feel like... I mean, even if the other guy, was when he was younger, he had glasses, I'm not getting the vibe. Like, the guy on the left is playing him as a kid. You get me? Hmm. I'm not getting the well, Cholo Well, I mean, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be better if, uh... If, like, we had, like, a picture of him when he was younger? That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking for it also, but... I... Because, like, looks, a lot can change I mean, in, in, like, you know, 16 years or how... Or how like... I between the time frame of that and that. Okay, I see. Like, I could see, like, a, a consistent, like, continuity between these two. Like, oh, yeah, this okay. one could probably grow up. Well, let me find it. Um, uh, he doesn't look like him. Where is, where is it? Eh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't confuse okay. them, but... So this is this is them as kids, right? Yeah. So you see the it was uh, four black people and then the Hispanic guy, and then if you look like the kids, it, I mean honestly, it kind of just looks like five black guys, right? Five black kids. You get me? Because I still don't buy this guy on the left looks like that guy in the bottom left. Because that's what he's supposed to look like, but he doesn't look anything like. <laughs> I mean, it's just like uh, like the mustache. No. And like the the hair, where the hairline goes. I think it's the glasses, honestly, because the glasses too. Yeah, because the glasses kind of make him look like oh, you know, like he's gonna walk out, he's gonna walk in up to your daughter and be like, "What's up, girl?" or something, you know. <laughs> what? I don't know. I I think I think it's just the glasses is throwing it off. That's why. Maybe. Because I like like 
I, I can see the continuity between them. I, I think they all look pretty similar. The the consistency. Like they could be younger <laughs> versions of yeah. Let me see. I don't know. I mm, eh, I guess, but I don't see it. Oh, and wait, why the, are we talking about this? How did we get onto this? So, because uh, you were saying something about like Trump was talking about bad about them, and because yeah. Trump stands by the claim that the Central Park Five are guilty despite DNA evidence. That's so. That was that. But, yeah, uh, that 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 was what he yeah, tweeted. That's full, what I remember. F- yeah, basically that. He took out a full page ad, and we we're talking about how guilty people. Or how innocent people get executed, and um, yeah, let me see. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, yeah. So even if, like, let's say, like the four percent thing is it's true, is the right one. It's still a lot. Or even if only one person would get, uh, like, put to death as being an innocent, like one per ten or whatever. I, I still That's wouldn't. Still too many. There's still too many. Like, I don't want the government to have the power to designate someone a different class of person and then be allowed to execute that class of person because then they could just classify anyone they don't like as that class and just have executions for people they don't like like it's a very slippery slope to get from uh from oh yes we're just keeping the peace and you know people who or criminals deserve to die and all this other stuff which honestly i honestly don't think like 90 percent, 99 percent of criminals don't really deserve to die unless they've killed someone maybe mm-hmm. then i can understand it or r word someone then maybe but it, it's it's not comfortable having allowing the government to separate people into different camps sort of thing mm-hmm. like oh yes these are the the good individuals these are the bad individuals because if they're allowed to cross them even if they're not but like especially if they are allowed to like designate certain people, like switch them from the camps. Uh, it, it's very easy for them to just go, Oh, you, my political rival. I don't like you. You're mm-hmm. now a prisoner. Exactly. Now yeah. we're going to execute you. It's, it's like, it's a very slippery slope to fascism. Once you get into there, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Having, having the death penalty is, it's not some, it's not a power. I would like the government to have mm-hmm. life sentences are, are also kind of, but, better and then after this like we get to prison like have you read the cases against uh prison like uh the prison abolitionists i mean i understand because but that's so the problem with prisons in america is the name of the episode the problem with (laughs) prisons in america let me let me write this down before i forget Uh, the problem prisons in america so the problem with prisons in america is that there's the whole industrial jail complex because i know people talk about oh the military yeah. industrial complex and there's like a, so there's like a jail the industry base complex. there's yeah there's a jail industry because you want to keep them in there as long as possible because of private prisons if prisons were public and they were i mean back then prisons were supposed to be like in order to reform the person, in order to rehabilitate the person, right? That's the that's the idea of a of a prison, basically, right? In yeah. an ideal world, 
people that go to prison would be actually actively rehabilitated and then put back into normal society, right? Yeah. Like in yeah. Europe, they they have a lot of like I think it was I think the most famous example is Sweden, uh, where it's oh, like I, I I last episode or the other episode we did, I was like, yeah, dude, like the, I'll go to jail in Sweden or something. Pri- yeah, I'll go to yeah. jail in Sweden because like their prisons look better than like most of the downtown LA apartments. Literally, yeah. Um, ASAP Rocky was in jail in Sweden. That's funny, but yeah. So, um, I mean, they they have access to internet. They have like t- a little TV. It's like a it's basically like a dorm room for them, but it, because they're focused on rehabilitating the people, and you know, getting them out back into society. There's yeah. a whole thing. It says in Sweden we treat our prisoners like human beings, not like criminals. So it's basically yeah. You treat them like a person. You're like, hey, and try to get to the root of the problem. Of course, there's always going to be those people that you just can't deal with. Like, okay, mm-hmm. Ted Bundy, complete psychopath, soci- sociopath, every path. He Jeffrey took the Dahmer. wrong path and killed. Yeah, like every yeah. every serial killer, there's been something fundamentally wrong with them that you most likely would not be able to fix when you try to talk to him, try to rehabilitate them. Richard Ramirez, all the time, like 40 years later, they would still try to talk to him and he'd be still be like, oh, hail Satan and stuff like that. And like nothing has yeah. changed in his demeanor even with all that time being put away. But, of course, he's been put away in an American prison, which isn't made to treat them like that. Because if, let's say, instead of treating it like a prison, they treat it like a psychiatric hospital or something where they're like, hey, let's get to the root cause of the problem and try and, like, fix this. Um, but I, I still I still think that if it's, like, a serial killer, they definitely should not be out there because it's not like, let's say, if, if someone kills someone in, like, a gang shooting or something, it's like, okay maybe if you look at it like the best case scenario maybe they made a mistake they were pressured into it it was like retaliation against something else there's all these factors that you wouldn't really be able to know unless you got into the brain of the person and most of the time they're kids when they're in like gangs and stuff like that they're like 17 18 year olds just victims of their victims in their like environment Environment. you know victims of their upbringing and where they where they're born whether they're rich or poor etc right so Mm -hmm. those you can treat those because of course like let's say like I said, the gang shooting. You can probably treat them and then say, okay, you know, um, we'll see. We can rehabilitate this guy. We can put him out there. There's tons of ca- stories like that where they're like, I used to be in a gang. And now I'm out here trying to get kids out of gangs because I, I don't want this cycle of violence to continue. But with a yeah. serial killer, he's proved that he's willing to time and time again take a life. You know, he sees an attractive woman. He just strangles them because they didn't listen to him because they didn't do something. You know, he's like, if you I do that again, it. I'm going to kill you. You know, so it's like. You I don't guess, even. Fortunate. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like holy <laughs> shit. Like that kind of thinking to get from being a normal human being to that takes a lot. You know, like it's not just like yeah. it's not just one day to another. It builds up over a lot. Like they even talk about, oh, okay, Ted Bundy had, like he was like beat up as a kid, and he doesn't even know who his real father is. All these kinds of problems and things like that. So, with a serial killer. Yeah, life in prison is probably worth it because you don't want them back in society because yeah. of the off chance that they strike again. That's what they say for like, you know, gangs and kids and stuff like that. But it's not really the same there, at least, because, yeah, it's you know, not. it's a young it, some, most of the time. It's like a young kid. He just made a mistake and he was pressured into it. If he doesn't retaliate, he might get killed, et cetera, et cetera. But with the serial killer. That's for sure. Multiple people he's killed. He didn't learn. He's not like, oh, I, I had to kill them because they uh, did my family wrong. It's just like, nah, she was there. I just fucking killed her. That was it. So, I mean, yeah. Keep, I mean, yeah. Yeah. 
life sentences do make sense for serial killers or for extremely dangerous people that can't be treated by any other you know method but because the u.s jail system exactly because the u.s jail system isn't actively you know actively trying to like heal people basically um yeah because they're not actively trying to heal people so that's why you're getting the same offenders, repeat offenders, longer life sentences, people of color being discriminated against because they're like, you, you have to fill up the prison. It's like, oh, the prison is shutting down. You're going to put people out of jobs. It's like, no, the goal should be to shut down the prisons and jails and stuff yeah. like that so that you don't have people suffering. That, yeah. that's oh, not to mention that a lot of times uh, the, pris- the U.S. government can't even reduce the number of people that they're sending there. The... The co- they've actually gotten sued in the past by mm-hmm. the company and they had to pay out like $21 million or something like that uh, because uh, their prisons were consistently under capacity and uh, violated their contract. So and, now they're, they're stuck in these multi-year contracts. Yeah, So and, and that's the thing too because then you start getting into like contracts and things like that where it's like, okay, but shouldn't the goal be to empty out the prison rehabilitate people put them back out into society and they're like no like we fill it up give me my money you signed a contract didn't you read the fine print and yeah. it's like you're turning it into a business when it should be a public service yeah yeah and then they well, still I mean, use tax dollars too america yeah exactly they they see they, they see a public service and they turn it into a business like mm-hmm. at&t they took so much money for like most of the carriers. They took like billions of dollars in stuff that they were supposed to use to make broadband infrastructure better, and instead they just pocketed it, and then nothing happened. Yeah, they never improved anything. They just went uh, with the Nile technology that they are, were already developing. Let me double check. So, published in two thousand five, two hundred billion dollar broadband scan scandal. So, oh my. Goodness. Okay, okay, okay. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is in 2005. Do you have a 45 megabit per second bi-directional service to your home? Which means 45 megabits upload, download, upload, right? Yeah. I have like... Let me check. Because, yeah, my download speed is like, oh, it's 200, whatever. But the upload speeds are like dog shit. No one is getting... Like, you know when they advertise fiber as being, like, 100 megabits per second? Yeah. No one's getting 100, 100 unless it's, like, businesses. Consumers are not going to get 200, 200 or 100, 100 unless they have a specific service. Like, Google Fiber is doing that where it's 1,000 download and 1,000 upload. Mm-hmm. I have 10 megabits upload. I just tested it right now. 10 megabits upload service and 200 megabits download. It's like, yeah, that's cool and all, but how is it not possible to get fiber? How is it not possible to, to upgrade the infrastructure to the point where you're able to able to have everyone have it accessible you know so this remember this is in 2005 do you have okay do you have 500 plus channels and can choose any competitive service you paid an estimated two thousand dollars for this product even though you did not receive it and it may never be available this was written 16 years ago What? this is written 16 years ago so think of this listen to this do you have 45 megabits by directional service to your home paying around 40 dollars can you choose any competitive service with over 500 channels? Like, I, I'm not paying 40 bucks. There's no $40 service that I can think of in Los Angeles for 45 no. megabits no. per second. Like, AT&T, you're lucky if you're paying, like, 50 bucks for 25 megabits, which is I think dog I pay, shit. I think I pay 80, 
95 or 95 and th- that's only because we have the internet coupled with the uh bundled yeah yeah with bundled with like the telephone services. service exactly yeah Starting... And my download speed is 806. My upload speed is 401. Is it actually? Yeah, I just ran the test right now. Oh, but you have the like, business internet, right? Uh, I think so. I think we do. That's, see, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Let's see. This is a speed test. God damn. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay, so you have actual fiber, but yeah, me yeah. as a poor consumer without a business. Oh, okay. No, hold on. Hold on. But here's the funny story. Hmm. Uh, basically, we did what you told us to do. We talked to like the. We you were gonna cancel, the, her, right? Yeah, we're like, oh, we're gonna cancel and go. Uh, and they were like, uh, we can upgrade you we can for give free you fiber. to the, yeah. the fiber. Yeah, to fiber. And I'm like, fiber, you say? That's my favorite diuretic. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so consumers. So, so consumers are getting screwed basically because I mean same thing we're seeing we just saw right now what you get if you're if you have a business which not every American's going to be able to have versus if you don't ninety nine percent of Americans aren't going to have businesses exactly so it says starting in the early nineteen nineties the Clinton Gore administration had aggressive plans to create the National Infrastructure Initiative to rewire all of America with fiber optic wiring starting in the early nineteen nineties this was. 30 years ago, they, they tried to do that, to replace the 100-year-old copper wire. The Bell companies, SBC, Verizon, Bell South, and Quest, claimed they would step up to the plate and rewire homes, schools, libraries, government agencies, businesses, etc. if they re- received financial incentives. The commitment was that by 2006... 86 million households should have been wired with fiber, capable of 45 in both direction, and could handle 500-plus channels. Universal broadband. This wiring was to be done in rich and poor neighborhoods in rural, urban, and suburban areas equally. Open to all competition, not a closed in-network or deployed only where the phone company desired, which is exactly what's fucking happening still. Like, yeah. if, if service goes down in, like... North Hollywood, or in like a rich, a rich area, AT and T will be out there and fix it so fucking fast. If it goes down in like HP or in like South Central, they don't give a shit. They'll they be don't. Out, ah, we'll be out there later because they're not losing as much money. Because people are gonna go, oh well, the internet's out, nothing we can do. But rich people will go, hey, what the fuck? Like my cousins on the board of directors, we will like shut all this shit down and get a whole different company to dig up the wiring, and they'll be like, oh. which oh. I mean. In, in a real, in a, in a fair world, wouldn't be happening, right? Yeah. And so it said. Capitalism, uh, man. Capitalism. Exactly. So they all, all the Bell companies received changes in state laws that gave them excessive profits, tax savings, and other perks to be used in building these networks. And this was not going to be DSL, which travels on the copper wiring. It was going to be fiber. And this was not Verizon's Fios, which are slower, can't handle 500 channels, are not open to competition, and are not being deployed equitably. Right, so this was not going to be fiber somewhere else in the network. It was directly to homes. So, two hundred and six billion dollars in excess profits and tax deductions were collected. And let's see. Um, they spent about one billion dollars and were designed to make America believe these deployments were real in order to pass Telecom Act of nineteen ninety six and enter long distance. But the fiber based services couldn't be built. And they were able to defraud over 40 states. Then the mergers killed fiber optic deployments in over 26 states and ha- harmed competition. 
So with every merger, the phone companies simply dropped all state commitments and harmed every state they merged with. Verizon cut deployments to 13 states during the Bell Atlantic merger, then 28 state deployments, 13 of its states from California to Illinois. Basically, everything was like, the, the regulators killed competition in broadband. Over the last four years, this is written in 2005, over the last four years, instead of continuing competition as ordered by the Telecom Act, the FCC rewrote the laws to close down ISPs and brought, that brought America to the internet as well as virtually all local competition. And then, yeah, basically, everyone kept absorbing everything so that you can't have competition anymore. Because, like, I, I, I don't even know any of these companies anymore because they've all been absorbed by either AT&T, uh, fucking Spectrum, and like, or have renamed stuff, you know? There's, like, what, three providers now? Spectrum, AT&T, and then Frontier. And, like, that's it. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's literally just three companies. And that's also why we technically have a uh, slower internet than, like, South Korea and, like, all, all these other places. Yeah, and I mean, even... Oh, I'm out of focus. But even ah. then, it's like, these countries, yeah, they might be smaller and stuff like that. But, like, I'm telling you right now, this was in 2005, that they had a plan. They had, they knew what they were going to do and everything. Like, yeah, they knew what they were going to do. Customers paid for a fiber optic wire and got DSL over the old copper wiring. And they're like, in the statement, they're saying it's like ordering a Ferrari and getting a bicycle. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So instead of being like, well, you don't have dial up anymore. Now you have DSL. It's like, that's not the point. That's not what we like paid yeah. for. You know? Yeah. We bought something else. You, uh, they baited, they baited switched. Mm-hmm. Revenue. A 20-year analysis since 1984. Wait, why, why aren't they like, oh, well, because our companies, of course, but like. Man, the government isn't going to do shit. They are not going to do anything until they're incentivized to do so. Like, AT&T charged, like, a billion... How much was it? Let me see. Which is fine. Let me see. What was was, was it? They got got charged. Perfect. AT&T overcharged Washington, D.C. for five years. They must pay $1.5 million. Do you know how much they made, though? How much? Uh, I mean, most likely... Oh, billion-dollar multi-year contracts. So... Wow. One one category of overcharges was caused by a district having upwards of 1,500 users with no activity on their accounts for months or even entire quarters. AT&T provided no reports, recommendations, or analysis to identify or implement savings related to the users and plans. So if you leave active users that you're not using, of course AT&T is not going to tell you shit. So let me see. How much did they make? They, they made, I mean, obviously, they're making billions of dollars and they get charged $1.5 million. Like, Yeah. Also, says, just for coincidence, uh, I just looked up what AT&T donates to political campaigns. It's in the realm of $22 million, a little bit over that. Let me see. Political contributions. And... They pretty sure that goes a long ways to keeping the the government unincentivized. Pretty much. Oh my goodness! Look at that. AT and T's PACs have resumed donating to the House Conservatives Fund, Republican Main Street Partnership PAC, and the Tuesday Group PAC. The House Conservative Fund is headed by. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's conservatives. It's all Republicans. Cause they, I mean, they. Oh, 
It's headed by Representative Mike Johnson and Representative John Carter, who both voted not to certify the Electoral College results. Fucking morons. They're literally... Oh my god. So, yeah. I mean, AT&T is donating to people who don't believe in science, don't believe in real life, and holy shit. Fucking shit. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. But uh, yeah. So that that probably keeps the government distant, very disincentivized, just a little bit. Honestly. But yeah, I those mean, thing it does. They're just cause... supporting their preferred political candidate. Go, you know, companies do have free speech. Free speech. When when the company is treated as a person, it should be taxed like a person. Exactly. So dumb. But I don't get to write off my gum on my tax. Well, I I do because I have a business, but <laughs> it's a business expense. Exactly. But I mean, yeah, it's like I don't know. If you don't incentivize them to not commit those financial crimes in the first place, like imagine if they said, okay, then, so what you're going to do is you're going to refund 100% of the revenue that you overcharged. Then you'd be talking. Yeah. Then you'd be talking. Because in, in my head, I'm like, well, it's only right for them to give back the money that they stole, basically. Because, I mean, yeah, it's not technically stealing. They're legally stealing money because they're leaving a yeah. bunch of 1,500 inactive users and they're just like okay we see that every month we don't care like because in my head i'm like well of course they're not going to go through every account and think is this guy not doing anything let's recommend disconnecting it because they want to make money yeah every fucking time they want to make money but i'm i'm 100 percent sure it's different with the business side because they're going to have like business analysts and stuff like that and you know yeah the whole the whole all the expensive shit that uh commoners aren't going to get basically because, yeah, they're going to have, like, business analysts, people looking over accounts and stuff like that. But, like, the whole point of them getting fined that was because they didn't have that and were just overcharging for no reason, basically. So, yeah, yeah I mean, Verizon's no better because also <laughs> Verizon Oh, no, throttled. that's like the Ajit Pai fucking oh, cunt. Oh, dude, that fucking. That's Ajit Pai's. Yeah. That's that fucking cunt's company. Exactly. He, oh, was he worked the... at that company, my bad. He, he was the, yeah. So, the F... he was uh, the head of the FCC. Like a fucking moron. Um, and yeah, so so there was a massive Mendocino complex fire ignited in Northern California in 2018. And Verizon throttled the firefighters' data. When they called up the guy to say, hey, um, wh- what's going on? We're, we're like firefighters. We're out here like doing something. Why, why is it being throttled? The guy was like, well, yeah. you can try and get on a higher plan. Bruh. Like, honestly? He's I feel like we talked about this before and how, like, AT&T's a fucking piece of shit. Or Verizon because yeah. of that shit. Yeah. Basically. Like, he's always, like the, the Verizon offices are going to get burned to the ground before fucking... Verizon like, reuse, reduced its data rates to just one two-hundredths of what it was usual and did so at a critical time for the emergency response. So it So, basically, let's say if they had, like... 10 megabits per second it got cut down to like 128 kilobits per second which is nothing that's nothing it says ultimately it did lift the throttling but it was only after the the county fire subscribed to a new more expensive plan 
Can you believe that? Holy shit. A in the new, more expensive plan just to fight the fire. In the weeks that followed the email exchange, the complex fire had consumed more than 406,000 acres, or an area roughly the size of Houston. Be- like, in the most critical time, Verizon acknowledged you made a mistake. A company spokesman told NPR, the situation has nothing to do with net neutrality or the current proceeding in court. It's so uh-huh. stupid. How does it not? It's What do you mean it doesn't? <laughs> Verizon explained that the department had chosen a plan that, while offering unlimited data, slowed speeds considerably once the customer had exceeded a certain amount before the end of the billing cycle. Regardless of the plan emergency responders choose, we have a practice to remove data speeds restrictions when contacted in emergency situations. We've done that many times, including for emergency personnel responding to these tragic fires. In this situation, we should have lifted the speed restriction when our customer reached out to us. This was a customer support mistake. The customer support person, they're trying to shift the blame onto the person that is probably in a call center who probably has to meet goals and shit like that, who probably has to upsell for every few calls they get. Yeah. Like, what a fucking like, moron. That the, all... Dude, the, you're really going to try to blame this on the person getting paid like three fifty an hour? And like, they're, they're basing it off of what they've done in the past, as in that rep, you know? So that yeah. rep was most likely instructed by one of their superiors on what to do next. Exactly. Like, the rep isn't going to take anything into their own hands. Like, they want to keep yeah. their job as soulless as it is. Honestly, like, like they got mouths the, to feed. And they're, fucking... they're acting off of their guidelines, though. That's the thing, though. Like, the rep is yeah. acting off their guidelines. Of course, you exa- at a call center before. Like, I'm like, tell- yes, exactly. We act like, off guidelines. Like, yeah. Yeah, sure. If you talk to a manager and something else, it's like a specific situation. Sure, that's different. We have different departments for that. But if I'm asking them, they, they tell me to do something, and then the Bank of America goes, well, how it should have been handled was this should have happened. So blame, <laughs> blame that person. It's like, fuck you. Like, Maybe yeah. have guidelines in place to handle these situations in the first place so they don't get to that point. It shouldn't get to the point where you're like, like, uh, you know, I know it's not that simple, but there should literally be a button to click emergency situation, uh, data override or, or something, right? Something, yeah. something like that. Or Whatever you have to do to get it done. Steps that's... in that call, in that yeah. email, anything. Not like, well, uh, it. It's. I know the fire's burning, but you guys should have subscribed to a higher plan. Like, come on, this is on you guys, yeah. idiots. Like, seriously. Why aren't you? Why don't you guys just have more money to spend? Then everything would be fine. Spend an extra four dollars for the last gallon of oxygen, please. Exactly, dude. If they could charge, if corporations are going to find a way to charge for oxygen in space, and they will. Yeah, they will. Like, well, actually, oxygen that's, is that, not that's a, a right. big issue. That's kind of the big issue and why so many billionaires want to go to space. So I, I think we've food. talked about this before as well. Yeah. It, it's so you can charge oxygen, but also because they'd essentially build little kingdoms up there mm-hmm. where uh, they make the laws essentially because the uh, governments here have a treaty that governments can't own any land, you know, in Mars. And mm-hmm. so the people with money here will be able to like control things over there. Mm hmm. That's why people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos want to like are like all started space programs because mm-hmm. they could have a, a tighter grip on their employees. Yeah, it's I mean, yeah, that's that's what happens. That's what's gonna happen because at the end, it's at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta eat the rich. 
Here we are. You got to eat the rich. But seriously, it's like always every every episode of the podcast always uh, turns into eat the rich. That like that's what's going to happen. Most of our problems stem from fucking companies trying to take advantage of people. (laughs) To be honest, I mean, like as long as they're able to, they're going to fucking do it. So yeah, Uh, is my camera moving? Maybe if oh if you're like moving your knee up and down yeah oh that's probably why, um and so it turns out that there was a the the last time the federal government killed someone was in 2020 Brandon Bernard oh via lethal injection he his last meal was a meat lover's pizza and a brownie so he was a man convicted for the 1999 robbery kidnapping and murder of Todd and Stacy Bagley. And he was sentenced to death, remained on death row until his execution in December 2020. Holy shit. So, oh, okay. In his early teens, he began committing crimes such as burglary and joined a neighborhood gang. His crimes and rebellious behaviors led him to being kicked out of several schools. So, he was in the juvie system. And then he robbed, kidnapped, and murdered two youth pastors. Holy shit. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, the school to prison pipeline. I mean, that's, 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 that's a whole other episode. Dude, that's not even a school-to-prison pipeline. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what would have happened in his, um, you know, younger years to get him into committing crimes and stuff like that. But let me see. It says, oh, okay. Bernard's intoxicated father sprayed his mother in the face with mace. At, so it was abusive dad, probably. That's what I'm thinking. Damn. Yeah, so most most likely. So... And then they divorced in 1993, and then 1994 is when like the bad stuff started happening. So yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it makes sense. But damn, he was sentenced to death. Let me see. Da-da-da. Yeah, I mean, he died. That's it. He was executed by a lethal injection at the U.S. Penitentiary in Indiana. Damn, his last words saying he was sorry to the couple he murdered. Citing those those are the only words that I can say to completely capture how I feel now and how I felt that day. God damn. And actually, um, they, uh, so he didn't even shoot them. He was, I mean, he was an accomplice, right? His accomplice yeah. shot them both in the head before Bernard sent the car on fire. I mean, of course, you know. Uh, ro- robbery and kidnap and the string of like stuff. Yeah, it's like, all he was 19 though. That's the thing. He was 19 when he did that. And I definitely. It, oh, it... wait. Mm-hmm. I think I saw, I saw a video, the, the video about a prison abolition that I, uh, part of when I was like looking into all this stuff that mm-hmm. I saw, like funny enough, when I was looking into this stuff, uh, how do you call it? Philosophy dude released a video on it. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, this is really recent, so it makes sense yeah. that people would have, like, protested or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I, like uh, she brought it up in, in the context of, like, well, how does one become a criminal in the first place? Uh, like, or how does one define murder for, like, legal purposes? Because mm-hmm. did that person actually kill them? This guy? No. He, I mean, he... Yeah. But, the other guy shot the t- shot both of them in the face. I mean, he was complicit in the kidnapping and yeah. assaulting them. And then the other guy shot them in the head. Um, and then he set the car on fire. So. Yeah. He was accused of murder without actually having killed anyone. 
or like he was convicted of murder without actually having killed anyone. He attempted. I think to... the case rested on, uh, uh, if I remember correctly, I think the 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 case itself rested on uh, what he meant by "let him have it." Mm, oh wait, no, I think I'm thinking. I think the the one? video was like a different uh, case. I I'm getting shit confused. So yeah, it was a 26 year old and 28 year old that he had killed, and or well, that they say the the victims basically. Because yeah, yeah, he he was still complicit in it, and it was it was crazy because in 1998 he attempted to join the U.S. Army, but he was rejected because of his juvenile offenses. So imagine if he had gone to the army, like maybe they would have kicked him into shape, and maybe he knew that he was trying to like change because it says yeah. he got his GED in 1997. Or it could have just made him more violent from all the combat from PTSD, PTSD. Maybe yeah, that's true. Because 1999, 2001, and then oh, the Iraq War. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and he was, I mean, yeah, if he was 18, if he was 18, 1998, that makes sense. He was 18 and he tried to join the army. Well, if he was 18 and trying to join the army right away, he's still young there, which is, I mean, let's say, yeah, it can go one of both ways. He either gets kicked, kicked into shape or he just becomes even more violent. But he didn't, he, he wouldn't have had the chance to stay in the gang and stuff like that if he had been out somewhere else, you know? But, yeah, I mean, of course, we're, we're never going to know. The, the infinite possibilities of if. Yeah, that's crazy. So it's funny. It says shortly after following Bernard's death, both Senator Bernie, Bernie Sanders and Kim Kardashian criticized the government's decision to execute Bernard. Yeah. Lethal injection. Oh, there was a there was a guy in Texas. They used to have the mm-hmm. uh, last meal. You could ask for whatever you want, but they they took it away because one guy ordered a bunch of food and then he was like, I'm not hungry. What a dick. He ruined it for everyone else in Texas. Yeah. Fucking dick. I mean, that's kind of a ballsy move. Like the last thing you ever do is a fuck you to the government, but yeah. And he was, uh, I think he was a murderer too. Let me see. Asshole. What a complete asshole. Ballsy, but an asshole. Quote. Let me see. Brewer. Where was this? Um, In 2000-something? I don't know. It was in... Oh, it doesn't say. Where... I hate... Why does it say... Let me see. Give me the goddamn dates, Google. There it is. No, I just saw... Uh, What if Scott Fitzgerald came back up to Earth and said, It's pronounced Jatsby. And left. <laughs> That's hilarious. Stupid. So Jatsby. So they. Oh, okay. It was a white supremacist. So oh, uh, three white. So a definite yeah. fucking cunt. Three, three white supremacists murdered a black guy. Oh my god! They like they did a lot of stuff to him. Jesus. Oh, that's so sad. He was unconscious, and they dragged him along, and it says. The guy who remained unconscious for much of his ordeal was killed about halfway through the dragging when his body hit the edge of a it hit the edge of like uh, it, it's called a culvert. It's a structure that allows water to flow underneath the road, blah, blah, blah. So it's like he hit like, let, let's say, like a sewer thing and it severed his right arm and head. So he dro- he the murderers drove on for another one and a half miles before dumping his torso in front of a black church. Jesus. Yeah, these. I mean, that guy definitely deserved to die. So let me see. He. 
what year was it? What year? 2011? He was executed in Huntsville. Yeah, okay. September 21st, 2011. He expressed no remorse for his crime. He says, I have no regrets. I'd do it all over again, tell you the truth. This guy was a real piece of shit. So, yeah, before fucking garbage human being. Before his execution, Brewer ordered the last meal that prompted the end of last meal requests in Texas. The meal included two chicken fried steaks with gravy and sliced onions, a triple patty bacon cheeseburger, a cheese omelet with ground beef, tomatoes, onions, bell peppers, and jalapenos, a bowl of fried okra with ketchup, one pound of barbecued meat with with half a loaf of white bread, three fully loaded fajitas, a meat lover's pizza, one pint of bluebell vanilla ice cream, a slab of peanut butter fudge with crushed peanuts on top, and three root beers. When the meal was presented, he told officials he was not hungry and as a result did not eat any of it. The meal was discarded, prompting State Senator John Whitmere to ask Texas prison officials to end the 87-year-old tradition of giving last meals to condemned inmates. And yet the practice was terminated effective immediately. So it it wasn't even like a... It it wasn't even like an actual rule. It was just a courtesy. Can you believe that? Uh, What a piece of shit. And he ruined it for everyone It was a courtesy and they got him... All of that shit, and he ruined it for everyone else. Okay, I mean, at least in Texas, at least in Texas, in Texas, yes, but still, like, uh, I don't know that the fact that it was like the prison was it, it wasn't it wasn't any rule or anything. There was nothing that they had to do that. They just get okay. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with him. Should have been done with him. Ooh, First moment. There was another guy that apparently got murdered without, and he m- was most likely innocent. It was yeah. So he this guy surrendered to police inside a crack house when another man came downstairs and opened fire, killing three officers. Woods ran from the scene after the gunfire erupted. This guy ran. He was he was forty three. He was like. <gasps> Holy shit. The guy who was shooting... Or wait, wait. Spencer... So, okay, there's two guys. Spencer and Woods. Spencer is the one who shot everyone. And Spencer stated that Woods was not involved and said, Nate is absolutely innocent. That man didn't know I was going to shoot anybody. Just like I didn't know I was going to shoot anybody that day, period. Holy shit. (gasps) At Woods' trial, prosecutors successfully excluded every qualified black prospective juror except for two in a city that is majority black. That's so... That's fucked up. Holy shit. The guy who actually killed the people was sentenced to death and remains on death row awaiting execution. But that's so sad. Holy shit. Yeah, Even and that's... The That's sister, kind of why. The sister of one of the murdered officers said, he didn't kill my brother, he didn't kill any other officers. May they rest in peace. I'm asking for mercy. I believe my brother would want to take the stance because of the man he was. And everyone is calling was calling it a modern-day lynching. Oh, the state of Alabama. The state of Alabama. Of course it's Alabama. Of it's course it's Alabama. Alabama. Fuck. Fuck Alabama. All my homies hate Alabama. All my homies hate Alabama. Fuck if you Alabama. ever never go to Alabama because it's the most fucking backwards place. And, it's also so hot that it like cooks your like meat on the sidewalk. So Steve Marshall, the attorney general of Alabama, said Woods was not innocent and his punishment punishment was just. The only injustice in this case of Nathaniel Woods is that which was inflicted on those four policemen on that terrible day. 
What a fucking cunt. Steve Marshall, you're a huge a piece, piece of, shit. of shit. Oh my god. My fucking god, dude. He was a Democrat before 2011, and then he changed to Republican in 2011. His spouse died in 2018. Good. I'm glad. Cause she yeah. didn't have to be around you, you piece of shit. She died trying to escape you, you fucking Literally. garbage human being. He's such a garbage human being, his wife died just to get out of there. My god. <laughs> what a fucking moron. <gasps> he threatened to perse- prosecute the city of Mobile... Mobile, Alabama, and levy a $25,000 fine for removing a Confederate memorial. What a fucking... Ah, uh, I bet you... In I June of 2020. He's a, he's a huge fucking moron. In, in my opinion, complete, utter, ridiculous speculation, I bet he's also a Anti-masker. member of the White Hoods. Oh, 100%. 100%. I have no, I have no doubt that this guy has a KKK. 100% allegedly. <laughs> Holy shit. 100% of the time. After the Birmingham mayor draped a Confederate memorial with plastic and surrounded it with plywood, saying this country should in no way tolerate the hatred that the KKK, neo-Nazis, fascists, and other hate groups spew, this guy, Marshall, sued the mayor and the city for violating the Alabama Memorial Preservation Act. What a fucking... God damn. Dude, why? Okay. You know, we, we should just take it into our own hands. Uh, people should definitely not uh, go uh, use crowbars and a truck with some chains. Yeah, uh, if you're ever in Alabama and you guys see statues, definitely don't take them down. I'm, I mean, yeah. you know, definitely, definitely don't. don't throw them in a river exactly. and have Google Maps update its location to that river. Almost immediately. Yes. Definitely don't. Definitely don't. Moron. Definitely. He he led an organization that organized pro-Trump protests on January sixth, which is probably the insurrection, which yeah, sought insurrection. to overturn the twenty twenty election. Holy shit! Dude, there were he, so many like. Wait, wait. Trumpers. He leads the Rule of Law Defense Fund, a nonprofit under the Republican Attorney General Association, which organized the pro-Trump protests on January sixth. Oh, okay. It says these po- protests preceded the pro-Trump rioters storming the U.S. Capitol. Ah. Uh, Supposedly. Eh, according Supposedly. to Supposedly. God, that's so sad. He yeah. was just there by association. How? How was he even... How was he even convicted? Well, I know how because of racism and yeah, all this Yeah, because the fucking stuff. white people. They got everyone yeah. out that, except for two people. The prosecutors are pieces of shit, too. My God. If you're in Alabama and you think that that's right then you're a piece of shit if you i mean if you think that's right at all that you're a piece of shit oh my yeah, god to be honest you don't have to be from alabama to think that's right but if you do think that's right you have to be an asshole it's uh it's like one plus one equals two can't deny the fact that's a depressing ending to the podcast but um uh last time to go to jail um so basically, if you're gonna go to your high school reunion, uh, if you're gonna choose to go to middle, if you're gonna choose to go to your middle school reunion, um, my middle school know. reunion is gonna be worth it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the the person that paid for the place paid like nine hundred and ninety bucks for like the venue, and then I pitched in like a hundred, and then someone else pitched in like seventy five, and that's all I know from people that pitched in. Well. <laughs> Um, eat the rich. 
Etheridge. We're broke till Friday. Goodbye, my friends. We'll see you next week. Now I'ma go and eat my meat. And we're broke till Friday. Bye, my friends. We'll see you next week. And now I'ma go and beat my meat. And we're broke till Friday.